so I had a big test for flight school on Monday. I just spent like a week and a half preparing for it. How'd it go? It went great. I passed it. Um, my yeah, congratulations. Thank you. My brain was kind of mush for you know most of that, so I sure. went out to get my nails done. It's like a, a brain break in the sure. middle of it on uh, Friday, um, and I was sitting there to get my fingernails done. Um, and a dude was doing my nails, and I zoned out, and I was thinking about like test stuff and questions, and I just heard him <clears throat> clear his throat. And I looked down, and I was holding his hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, Grabbed right onto his hand, yeah, like, <laughs> drifted off. Your brain fog just like instinctively grabbed the hand of the person doing your nails <laughs> yes. while you're thinking about flying. Yeah, <laughs> I just needed the support, I guess. Sure, sure, yeah. Well, sorry. Welcome back to the Beyond Sunday podcast. We're exploring how to take our faith beyond Sunday morning. This is Patrick Nazaroff with me as always. Pastor David Bowser. How are you, Patrick? And Elise McCarter. Still here, still pretty successful. So everybody have a good 4th of July? Yeah, 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 it was a good time. We went to a baseball game, kids' first baseball game. That was, oh, fun. That was fun. Yeah. yeah. They won too, so you know. Well, the Astros won, I guess. Okay, Astros. Yep. Somebody always wins in yep. the game, right? They don't end in ties. There was yeah. a winner at the yeah. baseball game. Right. The Astros won, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, congratulations to those Astros. That's yeah. right. Yes. Yeah. Sophia and William are now officially good luck charms. So they awesome. They're one and w- or one and zero, oh, so undefeated in yep. baseball attendance. Anytime that they want, you know, the Astros want to pay them to come back out. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> you want to you want to bring us down? Yeah. Lord knows we can't afford to just go every week on our own. So right. <laughs> if you want to bring us down, yeah, our power went out over the weekend, so Oof. finally was back to normal. So. My wife and I were in bed by like 9 p.m. Sure. Like we were just Did it go off out. because you set a firework off in your neighborhood? No Did fireworks. Okay. No fireworks. Our, our neighborhood yeah. allows fireworks, unfortunately. Oh. Ours does not. Yeah. That does not stop either. people. Yeah, it's it the worst. amazing. Yeah. I, I, hard, I to be- hard to believe the little sign that says well, fireworks prohibited does not right. stop anyone. Right. <laughs> went from loving fireworks to hating them. So. Yeah. Not yeah. a fan? Uh, just, just a bunch of people just all night. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. When you have it's, kids and dogs, it's sure it's pretty annoying. Ours yeah. wrap up around eleven, eleven thirty, and our kids slept right through it. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And I don't care if Rhapsody gets scared; he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> sure. There you go. All right, uh, let's get to our news story. Okay. Uh, California restaurant used fake priest to get workers to confess sins. Yikes! <laughs> huh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm interested. Can, am I? Can I be hired? Can I do right. this? Do you want to become the does, fake priest? Does one need I'm to be there. free of sin to work in the restaurant industry? Does I thought one, it was sort of the opposite. <laughs> does one need to be free of sin to be a fake priest? Though? Uh, right. <laughs> sure. Well, I guess when you're a fake priest, it doesn't really yeah, matter. Yeah. That feels like it is a sin. So what's the situation here? What's happening? Uh, so uh, Restaurant Chain California enlisted a fake priest to take confessions from workers with the supposed father urging them to get the sins out uh, by <laughs> telling him if they'd been late for work. Had stolen uh, money from their employer, oh. uh, wished bad intentions towards the employer, or done anything to harm the company. So we have a very paranoid yeah. uh, boss and owner here who's employing the religion card of all things. This is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I assume it's probably a maybe a heavily Hispanic restaurant. <laughs> it could be. It's yeah. a Hispanic restaurant too. Oh, uh, Spanish, okay. or, uh, all right. Taqueria Garibaldi is okay. the name of the restaurant. All right. So. So potentially a larger right. appreciation for the Catholic, Catholic, Catholic. <laughs> the Catholic faith. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Catholicism and right. then switch to the and anyway, it didn't work. It's fine. The Catholic faith. Yeah, this seems you know this is definitely a choice. What do you yeah. think would happen if I brought in a fake priest for the staff here at Lord of Life for you all to confess <laughs> <laughs> the ways in which you uh, yeah. you know, wished ill thoughts on me? Or <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's a bold move. Maybe Beyond Sunday needs to do this. You know, we need to have a fake priest to Just on air or like yeah. you know, live confession. Yeah. Like, no. is this a career path for people? Like impersonating a priest. That is I a mean, good question. There are yeah. actors who play priests. Right. 
But this is different. This is like IRL convincing people you actually there are a priest. Improv oh. actors who are willing to be paid for anything. Yes. That's <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't do it. Sure. <laughs> I can probably be bought. <laughs> mm, I don't think but. anybody would believe that you're a priest. Oh, ouch. <laughs> Priests have to yeah. be men, at least. Oh, that's, <laughs> right. that's right. I forgot. The Catholic faith. <laughs> the Catholic faith says you could be a Lutheran pastor, but. Yes, we don't... which is a fake priest, according to right. the Catholic faith. <laughs> sure. I'm, I'm already, you are a, already fake a fake priest. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's a different way to make some extra bucks around there town, you, you know? Hire have, me out. Fake priest. You know? I have occasionally had. You got a collar. It's, I've it's worn the enough. collar yeah. and have occasionally had Catholics come up to me and ask me to do priestly things, and I've had to say, I am not actually a priest. What, mm. what priestly <laughs> things have you been asked to do? Uh, one exorcisms? time I was on. Uh, no exorcisms. Oh, I was awesome. on the street walking back to the church in Columbia because the hospital was just uh, like two or three blocks down. And so I was walking down the street through South Carolina, and uh, somebody pulled over their car and held up a little like <laughs> statue figurine of some saint and said, Father, can you bless this for me? <laughs> and I was like, uh, nope, I cannot yeah. do that. <laughs> so, and you don't have to call me father. Just, right. uh, yeah. <coughs> All right. That was the weirdest one. But usually it's just like thinking of uh, calling me father and then asking me to pray or something like yeah. that. Which I will gladly pray for them. I just tell them I'm not a so Catholic No priest, exorcisms. That's a no, bummer. I mean, no one has just like approached me on the street to do yeah. an exorcism. Yeah. Sure. I guess you probably want to get referrals for an right. exorcism yeah. Sure, yeah. first. You yeah. know, that's a little bit more yeah. intensive. You know, specialty. Right? Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm a, yeah. Even within the Catholic faith. Uh, it's a special like every priest doesn't do exorcisms. They have yeah. they have people who are trained in so that. They specialize in exorcisms. Yeah. 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 Uh, Maria Para, server at the restaurant, oh. testified that she found her conversation with the alleged priest uh, unlike normal confessions, <laughs> where she would talk about what she wanted to confess. Uh, here, he asked um, to get the sins out of her. That's what the thing. That's not how confession uh-huh. is supposed to work. Yeah. Yeah. The priest asked if I had stolen anything from work, if I was late to my employment, if I did anything to harm my employer, or if I had any bad intentions toward my employment. Yeah. So that's not, <laughs> that's, that's not standard confession? Right. Okay. Uh, I've never been to a Catholic confession. Yeah. I haven't either. Maybe this is a normal practice. I have been to a Catholic church. A new age. New church for a new age. It's, you know. it's different. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty long. I've been to a Catholic wedding. Really long. Yeah, and didn't understand the amount of kneeling and standing I was going to mm. have to do. Uh, yeah, if you think that, Lutherans so. like to stand, get right. ready. Yeah. Right, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah we're amateurs <laughs> as far as they're concerned. Not dressed Plus, well for kneeling and standing and kneeling head, and standing and kneeling and standing. <laughs> heads up if you've ever been to a Catholic church. The Lord's Prayer, it's similar but different. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you are they, going to stand they make, out. <laughs> they make a hard pivot <laughs> about three quarters of the way through. <laughs> and so if you're just saying it from like, you know, memory, you know, boom, you're just all, all of a sudden, <laughs> you're going to look like an idiot. Go, watermelon, watermelon, watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they identify who's allowed and who's not allowed to come to communion. If you keep oh, saying yeah. the word for like, you're out, no communion They've for you. They've got somebody standing out there with a notepad right. <laughs> watching the crowd. <laughs> Uh, the restaurant has been ordered to pay uh, $140,000 in back wages and damages to 35 employees. So ordered by who? Oh. The government. The Catholic Church? The, the Catholic com- Church, yeah. The government. The, yeah, government. the U.S. Okay. Department of Labor. So. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, this so is, is that unrelated to the fake priest? I think this, the fake priest is probably, you know, that's the, the smoking gun. Got it. You know, <laughs> like the smoking collar. You know, that you can kind sure. of, yeah. Well, once you bring in the fake priest and you're like going to the, you know, yeah. the court system to your lawyer, be like, they hired a fake priest. 
You know, that's gonna yeah. that's gonna raise an eyebrow. They're Something gonna say, about, "What else is going on yeah, here?" <laughs> yeah, uh, that guy look, sounds like he owes some back wages. <laughs> yeah, back wages. You know, mm-hmm. hostile work environment. They're sure. probably assuming that's like every restaurant. So yeah. like, that's not gonna be that uncommon. Par for the course. Yeah, yeah but fake priests. Okay, that's, that's <laughs> really stepping up our game here. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Any other situations where fake priest might come in handy? Oh, all sorts of situations. Uh, yeah. Get pulled over, right? Yeah. Fake priest. Be a priest. Yeah, yeah step be a one. fake priest. You yeah. know, you don't have to be a priest to buy the collar. You can get it online. Yeah, you can do that for Halloween, right? <laughs> I mean, you Popular, get up. Have you ever yeah, dressed up as a priest for Halloween? I've not, but it's weird to me that people do enjoy dressing up as a priest for Halloween. Like, of all the things you want to be right. for Halloween, like, why? Right. Mm, what? <laughs> one yeah. of our uh, youth was a nun this last Halloween. Really? Yeah, that's a popular one, too. He had a great experience. Oh. Said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that tracks. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. Right. <laughs> like, All right. Yeah. All right uh, let's, let's dive in. You could in. pull a, a Jim Halpert costume and just write, like, nun, N-O-N-E, on a name tag, and you could be a nun sure. for Halloween. Yeah. One of the, well, it's, a, the gener- it's one of the religious groups. A nun. Yeah, You're, one of the nuns. Yeah. Cue a nun. A nun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Are uh, any listeners who thought that was funny, please write in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> at gmail.com. Let us know if you appreciated yeah. that one. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a look at our friends in Barna. Our friends at Barna. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. It's been a yeah. while. We've used Barna before. You know, we yeah. like to travel and catch up over the summer months. Yeah. They are a polling company, if you're unfamiliar. So they uh, specialize in calling people up, yeah. asking them a few questions. Are you watching the TV? Is your refrigerator running? Compiling some data. They're not like a crank call company. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Do you have Prince Albert in a can? <laughs> you better let him out. He is suffocating. What is Prince Albert in a can? I've heard this. I, I, in reference to crank calling, but I have no idea what it means. <laughs> I don't actually know either. It's got to be some sort of poop joke, right? Right. <laughs> so, has to. I thought it was like like a, like a brand of like tuna or something. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I could Google it right now, but I'm not going uh, to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Later. Let us know if you have Prince Albert in a can. <laughs> <laughs> but let him out. Because right. he's suffocating. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so this is a, a series they did, but they only have the first part of the series <laughs> available for free. So. Oh, so. <laughs> so who knows? This is going to be a one-part series you know, for us. What other <laughs> conclusions they've come I up? have found the best things in podcasting are free. So <laughs> <laughs> we, we have a paid membership to Relevant. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Do we have a paid membership to Beyond Sunday? Are we? <laughs> yeah, we should open we up should. that tier. Yeah. yeah, call us up. Well, let us know. We, what, we, let us know what you'd be willing to pay for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Make us an offer. Yeah, <laughs> you want some sponsorships? We'll gladly it. You know? Sure. Yeah, this portion of Beyond Sunday brought to you by I don't sure know, tens of listeners. Right. <laughs> by your name, we can just like put you, throw you out there. There it is. Yeah. yeah. Right. By generous contributions from listeners like you. If you've yeah. got a you know side hustle, you want to make you know you're selling essential sure. oils or something. Throw we'll at throw least it you've out got there. an airline company you're starting, right? Yeah. You're starting your own private airline. Uh no. <laughs> I mean, you're a pilot, so isn't that what you do? Isn't that no? Yeah. That the goal is usually to work for the airlines because they actually pay you. This is exhausting. Well, until yeah. you get your own business going here, you start your own airline. Right. <laughs> McCarter Air. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be like McCarter. Yeah. I can't say the name of the, the show on this. I've said it. More. Poops Creek. Uh, <laughs> it's they, the name of a they show. They try and work lying. for Larry Air. <laughs> nice. It's like the deli owner that has yeah. his own airline. All right. Anyway, so all right. from Barna, the headline here. Do church buildings still matter? 
how U.S. adults feel about spiritual spaces. Okay. Mm. We're sitting in a church building right now. We are, yeah. So it matters for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, this That's part one. of the church building is, you know, kind of like, it's not doesn't feel very churchy. In all, in all. <laughs> this is not the spiritual center of right. the Lord of Life facility. Yeah, is that what it's you're really pretty beige to be, like, spiritual. Have you seen our sanctuary? It's pretty beige. It has stained glass. It does have stained glass. That's true. There's pretty stained glass. Yeah. And there's big windows to natural light. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I'd say uh, not a little stained glass, not a lot of stained glass. It's but tastefully done. I didn't say a lot. I said, no, I'm yeah. just you know just don't want to. We want to paint a, a picture here that's not you know you, mentally that you're you know not not picking up. There's some stained glass. There, there's some stained glass. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's some glass carpet. that is colored. And yeah. there's a lot of glass. <laughs> there's a lot of glass to windows to whole, the whole wall. Whole wall. There's glass. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I recently read that uh, about four out of ten um, Americans who went to online during the pandemic have yeah. not come back. They're sure. still worshiping online. So far mm. it's in. So, we're, so I we're guess seeing that. Yeah. So the question now is, you know, does mm. the building matter as much to Americans? What are, what are your thoughts? Here? American Christians. American yeah. Christians. Yeah. Okay. So I think there's a couple different parts to this. This is one, like does the building matter big picture or should mm-hmm. it matter big picture? Mm-hmm. And then does it matter like personally, to us Mm, um -hmm. i'm gonna say a little bit yes and no for does it matter to me like i appreciate the space i appreciate the act of like coming into this space for the purpose of engaging in the worship service Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. i would probably be just as happy if not more happy doing that outside or you know you say that, Informal. but it's, a, it's 110 degrees not, outside. Yeah, not in the summer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, like... Seasonally outside, yeah. Sure. Right. Yeah. Location is l- maybe less of a thing for me. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I think back of, like, the most, like, kind of, like, intense or special, like, spiritual moments. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll probably admit that many of them do take place in nature or mm-hmm. uh, in that environment. You know, probably, you know, your week-to-week corporate worship may not be that mm-hmm. but that but there is tremendous value in the building yeah mm-hmm. and so i guess you know we're, we'll explore this here as we yeah and uh, you know historically right uh churches cathedrals etc were built in order to invoke a sense of the holy right mm-hmm. like the, the, their whole construction right the reason the arches go a certain way and the reason the uh, building is a certain length and the reason the gargoyles are in a certain position right all of it is there to invoke symbolism of the holy and an encounter with the holy and so there is something to say spiritual spaces will always matter mm-hmm. right we'll always be looking for spiritual spaces and spaces in which we encounter the holy um, but that that space has shifted and shaped over time right we don't build big gothic cathedrals anymore right um yeah. and so uh, there's just ways that we think about spiritual spaces differently. But spiritual spaces will always matter. For sure. All right, let's just jump right on in to their research. Okay, what you got See for us, got. Barna? Okay. All right. Um, so how many you know, adults in the U.S. visit spiritual or transcendent spaces? How many? How many? You yeah. want us to guess? Yeah, you can guess. Mm-hmm. All right, there are 300 million people in the U.S. Regularly. You gotta, figure, you gotta okay. figure some of those are children. Yeah. So let's say 200 million adults. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I would say I'm, I'm, in out of ten, you know. This oh. Is, so. <laughs> so. Like at uh, least half, right? Yeah, I'd say, say I'd say six out of ten. 
Uh, so three in ten U.S. adults regularly visit spiritual or transcendent spaces. Three okay. out of ten? That doesn't seem right. Three out of ten. Regularly. I don't think that oh. they're defining spiritual or transcendent spaces in the way that I am. Maybe mm-hmm. not. Yeah. What do you? Maybe uh, our bar is too low. <laughs> Your bar is too are low. Are they talking yeah. about Whataburger? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I've had spiritual experiences. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, just three out of ten. Um, more than half of U.S. adults... 55% said they do not regularly visit a space they consider transcendent. Um, and self-identified Christians are only slightly more likely to say they visit transcendent spaces. 37% claim they do on a regular basis. So, uh, so yeah, that, that then makes me ask the question, do these people uh, that they're asking the question to, do they consider their worship space <coughs> to be a space that is transcendent? Like, do they consider yeah. that to be a transcendent space? Because I would agree if I walked into the typical non-denominational warehouse worship space i don't particularly feel like that's (laughs) transcendent either yeah (laughs) right for sure so i mean they might be worshiping on a regular basis in a church building and just not consider that to be where they are connecting with god which is not how i was understanding the question but is relevant information yes yeah all right so that's a good question so what what u.s adults feel makes a space spiritual oh okay all right right, so it's like barda read my mind yeah so the most popular answer is going to be a sense of peace or calm okay that's going to be the most popular, you know. Uh, second is going to be an awareness of a greater power. Okay. A sense of belonging. A sense of connectedness to the divine. And a sense of connectedness to nature. Those are your top five. It's fun to watch you read this sideways on your computer. Well, yeah. <laughs> <because> <laughs> of how it's put They're bar graph. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally understood. Yeah. It was just entertaining to watch. Uh, okay. So a sense of calm, sense of connectedness with the divine, mm-hmm. and then going down towards uh, connected with nature. Is that what? Nature is number five. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Mm, um, yeah. The sense of calm makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, there. I don't know if you've ever been like in uh, Europe or other places where you like tour churches, and there's yep. always that sense of like. Shh, yes. You yeah. Can't, you can't speak. Yet. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It does definitely feel like an old library or yeah. your grandma's right. house. You're yeah. supposed to be quiet. <laughs> it's, it's a way cooler vibe than our churches here are. Like. Sure. It's, just a, it's different a different experience. Vibe. Yeah. 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 yeah like I mean, you walk into Lord of Life, and I feel like you can be same person that you were outside the door and you can be that person in here and your kid can run around if they need to run around and you can like you know have this community and you can have a conversation with someone you don't have to come in and like put on a performance right and you know i walk into a gothic cathedral i feel like okay i gotta like put on my church shoes now right even if i'm like you know not there to worship i'm like i gotta be on my best behavior and yeah fake fake priest this (laughs) get that collar out (laughs) i think they serve two different purposes right kind of by design i think like we were talking about, those churches were built with sort of a different purpose in mind versus the churches that we're building in the modern era tend to serve more as community centers to a degree, mm-hmm. right? It's more about bringing people together. Like, I don't know that I feel a sense of calm and transcendence when I walk into Lord of Life, but mm-hmm. I do feel a sense mm-hmm. of community, Yeah, you know, which yeah. is arguably more valuable in my daily life than a sense of transcendence would yeah. be. I would, I mean, this is my experience of it, and this is probably coming from a little bit biased perspective as someone whose, you know, profession is rooted in this, but I think that we try to cultivate that sense of transcendence throughout the the liturgy that we use, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we craft an architecture of liturgy, if you will, um, to try to allow ourselves to experience that transcendence that's se- that is separate from uh, the actual space itself. And yep. the space can enhance or detract from that, right? <laughs> I mean, like, if we, you know, had all sorts of like flashing lights and crazy stuff going on in the space, it's not going to matter what we're saying in the words, right? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I think we do a better job of allowing people a space to 
experience that within the within the realm of the liturgy. It's just it's hard because we want sure. that to be a welcoming space, right? And it's not yeah. always going to be a calm environment. And I, I had a, a pastor colleague used to famously say, you know, sometimes the uh, God's table is a fine dining experience, and sometimes God's table is a family picnic, and both are great, and both are different experiences of being welcome to God's table. Yeah. And I think we often lean a little towards God's picnic at uh, at Lord of Life, which mm-hmm. is cool. I like yep. that, but it's it's a different experience and a different feel. Sure. Yeah, so I think this raises a question, you know, how can churches, like, embrace this idea of, like, nature is yeah. transcendent for many, many people? Sure. Mm-hmm. How can that be brought into the worship space instead yeah. of, you know, finding ways to exclude it from the worship yeah. space? Yeah. yeah. I mean, famously, people have been saying for years, I experienced God on a golf course. Why can't I be golfing on a Sunday morning, right? Yeah. I don't think that's what we mean here. But I think, like, yeah. being honest about, like, how do people experience, play, like... <laughs> You experience God all the time. We shouldn't yeah. assume that this one hour on a Sunday morning is the only time or only place that you can experience God. Like right. we are putting ourselves in an un- uh, unnecessary and inappropriate box when we're trying to yeah. to hold God to that. There's actually a book that was written by a um, 17th century Byzantine monk, I think, that Ooh. I really enjoy. Um, I prefer the 16th century Byzantine. Well, but you can take yeah. it up with him. I forget <laughs> his name. Brother something, I assume. Sure. Um, <laughs> not a fake priest, I don't think. No. I think... A monk. A, a legitimate monk. monk. Yeah. yeah. He at um, least wrote a book. He yeah. did write a book, but it's called The Practice of the Presence of God. And he mm. just talks about kind of his journey, you know, the Catholic faith <laughs> at that time <laughs> was very formalized, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of like liturgy. Unlike and, today. <laughs> and, like, yeah. I think especially maybe yeah. medieval type stuff. Sure, sure, sure. Very, very formalized. Um, but he talked about sort of his own journey of realizing that like he could connect with God in like those really simple everyday moments and that that is how he connected with God more than in a formalized mm-hmm. setting. Mm-hmm. And as a, I don't know, it's just kind of an interesting take for me as somebody whose entire life was about the formalized setting of God. God, yeah, taking that away from it. No, that's sure. really interesting. Yeah. Yep. yeah. All right. Um, well, how do people feel in church? This is uh, another one here. How U.S. adults feel sitting in a Christian a church? I don't want to know the answer to the one. <laughs> Usually, I'm trying to get my kids to like yeah. sit relatively still. <laughs> that's what I take away from it. <laughs> uh, number one off the board: peaceful. Okay. Uh, and practicing Christians, oh, well over 50% would say peaceful is how they feel. Okay. Two, connected to God. Those parents do not have kids. In, or, or they're, like, they're, they're in Sunday yeah. school or something yeah. during yeah. this. Or service. they're not sitting yeah. next next yeah. to my children. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, safe, welcomed, comforted, hopeful, joyful. This is in a descending order. Yeah. Connected to others, hand family, at, at home. Those were okay. Those are all yeah, good things nice. to feel yeah. In, yeah. A, in a church building. Yeah. Uh, towards the bottom of the list, though, we do have angry, unsafe, guilty, excluded, mm, lonely, yeah. unwelcomed, overwhelmed, and uh, bored. Just to throw it out there, which is, is bored, <laughs> which is is fair. But if sometimes. you're bored, why are you there? Like sometimes if you're, it'd if be you're real there, boring. If you're there and you're bored, find a place that's not boring. Find a way that you can engage. Right? Well, like, probably because of the guilt aspect that yeah. they mention. Is they're there because they feel like they have to be, even uh-huh. though it's boring sure that's not my problem if you they have a spouse hours. that wants to be in church and you know they're there for the hour you know <laughs> is that how is that how cat feels <laughs> yes <laughs> maybe <laughs> yeah i mean i i think this is good i think you know having spaces where people feel safe and welcomed and comforted and peaceful sure. th- those are all important things yeah. but again right we can't pretend like this is the only place that provides that for sure if, right if we're saying like oh we are going to get people back in church because we're going to provide a peaceful calm and welcoming space like that's mm-hmm. not going to do it right they can Absolutely. feel peaceful yeah. calm and welcome to other places we have to have something more and and, and for yeah. me even like the architecture of it right 
the building ultimately doesn't matter. You said this, right. at least I think at the very beginning, you said this uh, before that the building ultimately doesn't matter because for us, it's all about the death and resurrection of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And, th- and the reason that we come here is because we are a community who wants to remember, celebrate and live out the death and res- well, live out. Maybe it's not the right way to say that, but to participate in the realities that are brought forth because of the death and resurrection of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And the space is a way that might help us <coughs> encounter that transcendence. It might help us experience that. The space is not going to do that, right? Sure. Yeah. The, the goal of Jesus's ministry was never to build a big church and let everybody like be in there. The yep. goal was always to go out and tell people about this new life and live differently out in the world. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I, I'm glad that we have a space that does those things because mm-hmm. I think that equips us to go back out and do uh, the work that we need to do in the world, but this can never be the goal, right? Right. The, the goal of our faith and of our Christianity cannot be to bring people here and feel peaceful. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, when we, uh, Pastor David here and I were in Chicago yeah. uh, on our mission trip and we stayed at a church. We did. And we got a little tour and the pastor there kind of gave us some history about like some of the uh-huh. architectural choices mm-hmm. that they made in this church. Yeah. No. I wouldn't necessarily agree with their experience. But they were specific architectural choices, yeah. So in this church, uh, they had kind of um, the building itself, the the ceiling was very low. Yeah. Like, like alarmingly low in some places. Like, like I could jump up and touch the ceiling, no problem. And dimly lit. And dimly lit, Yeah. yeah. And then going into the worship space, the... uh church the worship space the ceiling is incredibly high you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. four times as high as it was yeah. in the hallway leading up to it yeah and so you know he said the architecture designed in a sense like as you're walking there you're supposed to feel the weight of you know the world upon you like right. in the building it's it's designed to feel weight and then you walk into the sanctuary and it's it's designed to release right. you know feel like, the lift you know to, to have that 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 experience again and not necessarily the experience i had but, the, we, but, but we make but it, choices, right? But it was yeah. it was a, a choice to do it that way. Mm-hmm. And I do like that. Like, there was an intentionality behind yeah. it. Even if it didn't work for everyone. Right. You know, it was not an accidental thing that yeah. they're like, you know what? It was just cheaper to make this, uh, yeah. this thing a little bit smaller and all this stuff. So, yeah. So, I, I do appreciate, you know, any church building made with intentionality behind it, I think, can guide us to one of those positive feelings and emotions uh, as you're in that space, whether mm-hmm. that's formal dining or chaotic picnic where, you know, everybody brought KFC, you know, like mm. <laughs> KFC. Yeah. Yeah. Right. the best bucket at the picnic. Right. Sure. But it's at least, uh, you know, intentionality behind it. Yeah. All right. Uh, so lastly, here is places U.S. adults describe as transcendent. OK. All right. Here, I'm not going to show you all this. I'll, I'll hide oh, all right. secret. OK. We'll so, turn away. So we'll guess. Avert our eyes. I'll let y'all guess here. Uh, one, two, three, four. Eight, nine, ten. All right, top ten on the board. You know, family feud here. <laughs> Survey says. Survey All right, says, so yeah. what? Do, what do people think are places U.S. adults describe as transcendent? Mountains are going to be on that list. Okay, well, nature is number one. Oh, okay. so, nature. Yeah. Okay. so yeah. nature. Yeah. Is right. Knock yeah. it off the Got board. One. That's right. number one. Um, nature. Uh, Based on all you all, all U.S. adults combined. So okay. All U.S. adults combined. Nature is number one. So all Correct. other nature things are now yes. out. Right. So are, are like uh, spiritual buildings going to be One? combined audit like all denominations or is it like base, specific? Or is it? All right, uh, Christian churches is number two. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. Highest amongst it. practicing Christians, but low second highest amongst all U.S. adults. Okay. okay. All right. So. Uh, so out of places we found, we found two out of ten. Right. Uh, yeah. The top two though. Top yeah. two. Yeah. Okay. So that's good. I feel good about it. Yeah. 
Um, uh, I, I will say there are some other, you know, in the top ten that you might tangentially relate to Christian churches <laughs> but are but are separate. Okay. Um, so tangential relation to Christian churches, uh, religious holy sites. Okay, uh, you know, cathedral, you know. Okay. You know. Wait, they put cathedral separate? It's all also right. a church. Uh, okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, temples? Okay. You know, we got synagogue is number 10 on this list. Okay. Oh, synagogue right. is low. <laughs> well, I, I assume most Jews have, have not been in a synagogue. I've never been yeah. in a synagogue. I yeah. mean, there's only, yeah. th- you know, what, three to six percent of the population yeah. are Jewish. And so, yeah. and they don't have a strong evangelist, evangelical evangelistic background yeah right so <laughs> i think they're hard to get into aren't they i've been in to, like, one, convert you know. to like hard to get in, hard to get into the synagogue yeah hard it, to get into judaism right well, it, like, it, you it have to hard, do yeah. a whole it is yeah. hard to convert to judaism yeah. and intentionally so um yeah that's a whole nother story but yeah there are a lot of synagogues who will gladly give you tours and take groups through and things like that oh, just depends yeah. on which branch of judaism you're in sure all right all right so we got synagogues we got cathedrals um i don't know Banks and court. I'm trying to banks. It's like big buildings that have cool <laughs> architecture. I don't know space. Uh, uh, hospitals. Fa- famous architecture places. I don't know. No, 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 no nothing no, with no, architecture. No. Nothing um, with hospitals. Uh, universities. No. All right. Ooh, football it. stadiums. No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like weird things that people find transcendent. Uh, yeah. Water. Beaches, funeral boats. homes. Ooh, funeral right. homes. Cemetery. Is Cemetery. On there. All right. Cemetery. Kay. There you go. Transcendent space. I mean, that's by attention to usually one, it's connected to nature. Yeah. Two, sure. It is usually set apart, you know, even in a yeah. city, like yeah. it's, it's l- larger and expansive, you know, mm-hmm. like it's, it's supposed to be reverent, you know, yeah. you should walk yep. in. Yeah. Yeah. That's another place you should talk quietly, even though you're outside. Yeah. Because there could be mourners nearby. You don't want to wake up the dead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. They're very light sleepers. Oh my gosh. I'll use more here. Okay. Uh, a, memor- a memorial site. Okay. Yep. All right. So, so like 9-11 Memorial, yeah. Oklahoma City Bomb Memorial. All right. Yeah. All right. Gotcha. All right. Um, spaces in my house. Okay. Lame. All right. Fine. <laughs> do, you, do you have a transcendent space in your house? Are there spaces? I mean, so there are a lot of people I know who like I set don't. apart like a corner of like this is where like this is my space or whatever. But yeah. there are moments and times and places in my house where I feel transcendent. I wouldn't say I have a transcendent space right. in my house. Right. I think I have too many pets for that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it depends on how you define. Like, if transcendence is me sitting and like meditating quietly in a corner, no, I definitely don't have that don't or have do that, that in my house. Yeah. But like, I think you can have transcendence mm-hmm. when you're like enjoying company with friends and like, yeah, ha- like, yeah, I, th- like, like I can have those as communal experiences sure. where yeah. I'm yeah. communing with something yeah. greater than myself. Um, historic sites, okay, <laughs> like forts and stuff. <laughs> sure, I don't know. All right. Ancient cemeteries. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mount Rushmore, maybe. You know? Sure, like, it's right. nature though. It's yeah. kind of cheating, you know. So. Yeah, it's tough. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have some questions if this got brought to me on the actual Family Feud. I'd have some. Uh, yeah. Sure. sure. Uh, museums. Okay. But not banks. Come on. Come on. What's the banks? <laughs> Everybody's stressed out in a bank. Well, you, you had a Bank of America here in the Woodlands. You're yeah. not feeling any transcendence. Not like this bank. Like, you know, the worst. The big famous banks that are like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Perform- performance elaborate. art venues. Performance art venues? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I get this. Like if you I go- cry every time somebody like. <laughs> does something really well on stage it's the thing i have or like competence oh makes me really okay weepy. sorry yeah. i was imagining like performance art not like performance art venues just performance art and i was like i don't care about perform like you know random person on the street throwing paint at something like, like i don't care about that. yeah <laughs> <laughs> no like i don't care about that 
But this is right. like venues in which I'm watching people perform. Yeah. And or Correct. do right. art. Okay. Like a yeah. play or yeah. a musician right. or something. All right. Like that. Yeah, 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 I can get behind yeah. that. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, schools is the last one of those. Schools. I said universities and I got laughed off. Yeah, it's, it's schools, not universities. <laughs> I didn't laugh at you about universities. I said, oh, I could see that. Yeah, anyway, yeah. all right. Yeah. That's where people... F- so, church is number one, though. Church is number two. Number two. Nature, oh, nature is number, number one. one. Church yeah. is number one amongst practicing Christians. Yeah, because I feel like they have to say that. Who's yeah. number one amongst universities? Schools. Um, but, but one <laughs> thing that's interesting about this this list that, uh, um, that, I, that I think... Uh, they didn't extrapolate in their data here, is that the practicing Christian bar, the bar graph, is higher on all these versus all U.S. adults or non-Christians. So mm-hmm. like, that so sense. that yeah. practicing Christians can find memorial sites more transcendent than non-Christians. Yeah, or, we're, right. we're more likely to be looking for those Or even practicing Christians can find a synagogue or mosque on the list more transcendent than non-Christians. Ooh, we or, didn't say mosque. Oops. Or the U.S. adults. <laughs> Our bad. Yeah. Sorry, team. And so I think that that kind of says like, yeah, we're more, maybe a practicing Christian is more, um, has that in, in kind of their repertoire, yeah. their their belt here if they can pull out I can feel transcendent in a space yeah it's like yeah. watching baseball with somebody who really understands baseball versus just like casually knowing it right like somebody who really knows what's going on can watch the pitch count and what type of pitch they're throwing and sure. why the infield is standing in, and they notice all the sorts of things about the game that the average spectator does not yeah. right mm-hmm. and so if we are as Christians if we're trained to kind of experience and look for transcendence then we're going to be able to find it in more places absolutely yeah and even if you practice in architecture, looking for transcendence, you'll see it in other mm-hmm. places. You, maybe even the bank. Maybe the bank. You <laughs> never know where transcendence might hit you. The bank. What, where are you going for your banking? Is I all know. I'm just imagining, you know what? I'm, I'm imagining like the bank in Mary Poppins where it's like this big, impressive building with like columns and marble floors. Yeah. And, like, I'm imagining that. You're imagining of. Gringotts Bank from Gringotts, yeah. yeah. What is Gringotts on there? <laughs> well, other is on there. Right. So yeah, Disney maybe. World and Universal could right. be on there. Yeah. yeah. Gringotts. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there, this is this is all of part one's data. So if we want, we could pay more more money to explore more data. Here. No, I think this is good. I think what, where I'm coming down here is a uh, kind of where we started, right? Sacred spaces matter for Christianity yeah. and for people of faith, right? Sacred spaces matter. We can find those transcendent experiences in lots of different places, and for so sure. yeah. I think church buildings will continue to matter. I think that we'll still continue to need a place for Christians to come together and to gather. We didn't even get into the whole aspect of like gathering on your own outside of the building and mm-hmm. quote-unquote worshiping in your home versus worshiping in the, in the physical presence. Like We didn't get into that aspect of yeah. it. Um, so I think the physical space will matter. I just think it will look different. And we can't say this is the place to experience God and assume that everything else is wrong or bad or, or inaccurate. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do think it's interesting, you know, as I was thinking about this, you know, these cathedrals that we mentioned in Europe that mm-hmm. are beautiful, that yeah. are have a, just walking into the space has kind of a, a connection. But in reality, a lot of those cathedrals are relatively empty yeah. for worship. Many of them don't even have worshiping community communities anymore. Yeah, and we yeah. think in America the large, you know, com- you know, worshiping spaces are they look more like auditorium halls, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, maybe like, you know, a classroom, yeah. you know, at a university, maybe like a bank, who maybe, knows. Yeah. <laughs> but like they're not having that same incredible and and transcendent architecture or yeah. even art attached mm-hmm. to it. It's more um this is just kind of a big box with as many chairs shoved into it as possible. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But yet those are the ones that are most full. I think that maybe says something about like where we are right now as, mm-hmm. as Christians. Maybe the transcendent space in architecture and art and nature is less important than yeah. um, than 
a speaker that we most connect to and identify with. We've yeah. gone to function over form for yeah. our architecture in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. So take, Which is a choice. Just like the bank I go to is not like <laughs> Mary Poppins. It doesn't look right. like Gringotts. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's just kind of a boring building. Yeah. yeah. That's closes at 4 p.m. for some reason. <laughs> Okay. Ever trying to go to the bank? It's like impossible. I know. Bankers are people they're busy here? people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why are you always never open when I'm not working? Right. <laughs> like, we want your money. We don't want you to come get it out. They don't want my money. They want the people who have who have money <laughs> who can go whenever they want. They'll, they want their money. They'll take whatever money they can get. They're yeah. not going to turn your money away. <laughs> they just don't want to give it yeah. back to you. That's the key. Yeah. That's yeah. Make it as difficult as possible for you to get it back out. All right. That's all we got here. Okay. Well, hey, if you enjoyed this episode, uh, let us know your favorite uh, transcendent space. You can send that to beyondsundaypodcast at gmail.com and check out all of our episodes where I think we've talked about like community and sure. uh, maybe nature and things like that before. You can check that out at beyondsundaypodcast.com. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with more Beyond Sunday.